0: Psalm 77, verses 1 through 9. I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out untiring hands, and my soul refused to be comforted. I remembered you, O God, and I groaned. I mused, and my spirit grew faint. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. I remembered my songs in the night. My heart mused and my spirit inquired. Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion?
1: There's a prayer language in the Psalms that I find simply profound and amazing, partly because of its breadth and and depth. I think we can learn a lot from the psalmist about how to pray. So often, I think, especially in public prayers, we have a much narrower band of what we actually say out loud. We say the hopeful things, we say the positive things. We intercede for others who are in bad situations, but we're always trusting God to heal or bring remedy or whatever. But there's a, there's a part of the band, there's a part of the spectrum of the language of prayer that the psalmist really shows us that it's okay to pray too. I just want to read a couple of these lines. And I want to imagine, Eric, if you can just imagine somebody praying this out loud, like from the pulpit of our church, you know, or one of the pastors doing the pastoral prayer. You know, shouting out or lamenting these words. Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has God forgotten to be merciful? And, you know, obviously the Psalms resolve these laments by answering yes, you know, or no, he hasn't forgotten forever. Yes, he will be merciful again. But I'm just kind of struck that we don't often allow ourselves this part of the prayer language spectrum, at least publicly. And I just am wondering, maybe we need to do that a little bit more. Maybe we need to provide that space for people to come into the sanctuary and bring their lament as well. Saying, God, where are you? Why are you allowing this to happen? Have you turned your face away? And Just let those questions linger in the air for a moment before we resolve them. I think there might be something healthy about that if we went there a little bit. What do you think?
2: I think that those questions may uh, I think you describe described them perfectly, but I, I keep on coming back to the question who left whom?
1: Yes, of course.
2: Yeah. Uh, now when you, were, when um, Ted was reading this, mm-hmm. uh, I remembered you, oh God, I, that really struck me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, This happens with uh, the Psalms. It happens with the entire Bible. You're reading along and then suddenly something in your own life, you know, I'm not here to tell my whole autobiography here, Mm -hmm. but there's something that said that, that jumps out that is part of my autobiography. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: it goes back to 1987 when I was facing something I didn't know how to deal. I was facing a a huge storm and I had no answers. And then I remembered. And I've never said this before because I'll talk about going into the church and praying. Mm -hmm. No, I remembered Mm -hmm. because I was brought up in the church. Uh, I was Mm -hmm. familiar with at least worship, if not the word of God. Yeah. And I honored it, you know, I, I I knew that it there was something awfully right about it in my life, even though I was living maybe a parallel life apart from it. But when I remembered, I took a very abrupt uh, turn from where I had been going, and everything has changed because of that turn. I remembered, and I think the memory, and I, I write about this here, uh, it is as if the biblical story of Eden, uh, the Garden of Eden, is somehow intertwined with who we once were that now seems lost forever. I would redo that a little bit. I would say that it reminds us of who we once were. And God is so gracious that he can restore us to that condition because of the cross of Jesus Christ.
1: Hmm. H- have I mentioned this? There's a woman who comes through communion every Sunday and when she dips her bread in the cup she mouths the words I remember. Wow. And I'm touched every week when she does that because she's just she's she's doing exactly what you just said. She remembers what happened on the cross. She remembers what happened for her. She remembers the work of God, the redemptive work of God in the world and in her life. She remembers and it's, you know, it's, I love the story you just told when you came into that church, you remember something that you had been taught in childhood. Right. Um, but it's also, you know, that's something for us to do every day. I remember, I remember Lord, thank you, Lord. I remember.